Today's episode is also brought to you by StockForge. Have you wanted to learn more about stocks in a friendly community? StockForge is your answer. In the StockForge platform, you can also find my channel where I have the hottest airdrops from across the internet. In order to profit from crypto, timing is crucial. And what better timing is there than at the very beginning of a project? Receive tons of free crypto and NFTs on the Cryptony Airdrops channel only on StockForge. Use promo code Cryptony to try it for free. Make sure to sign up for Tales from the Cryptocurrency on our Facebook group, where I post the podcast first and also answer questions and post important information on the latest crypto or NFT craze. This episode is also brought to you by MetaHedge, one coin for every metaverse. MetaHedge holders are profiting from the moves of expert of an expert board in the metaverse space. They invest the company's holdings into metaverse opportunities such as real estate, 3D construction, NFT art management, and sports memorabilia cataloging and digital verification. MetaHedge is the most unique coin in the meta space and certain to be a future big-time player as the meta space develops. MetaHedge, one coin for every metaverse. Hey, everybody, welcome to today's special episode of Tales from the Cryptocurrency, where I attempt to demystify cryptocurrency and take the horror out of Bitcoin and other altcoins. Today, we're going to discuss a subject that's near and dear to my heart. Many of you know that I am a uh, children's minister uh, at a local church in Wald Lake, Michigan. Um, And one of the things that I'm going to discuss today is the future of faith in the metaverse. So uh, many Americans. Americans, uh, some traditionally religious and uh, some religiously unaffiliated, are increasingly communing uh, spiritually through virtual reality, uh, which is one of the many evolving spaces in the metaverse that have grown in popularity uh, during the coronavirus pandemic. So during the pandemic, uh, COVID-19, uh, people uh, you know that were quarantined and trying to avoid exposure uh, missed out on uh, many Sunday services. Uh, some people resorted to Zoom. Some went to Facebook Live. Uh, some of them had Instagram feeds uh, that they that they ran. Uh, but uh, I decided to, to take uh, some of my time um, on the weekends and uh, strap on a, a pair of uh, virtual reality uh, goggles and explore what it would be like to to actually worship uh, in the metaverse. So without leaving my home in Commerce, Michigan, uh, I was soon uh, floating in 3D outer space wonderlands of pastures. Uh, Some places had like rocky cliffs and rivers set up. uh, And most of them have like the avatar of a pastor uh, guiding you and others through computer generated illustrations of biblical passages uh, that seem to come to life as you pray and like that kind of stuff. So I I, I know that I couldn't have had such an immersive church experience sitting in my in my local green chair uh, at my at my church in Wald Lake. Uh, But uh, I, I found that I was able to see the scriptures uh, in a new way, um, in, in a way that I hadn't hadn't really uh, uh, captured it before, uh, because you're totally immersed in what's going on, right? So as a, as the pastor is speaking, uh, you know, you, you get totally wrapped up. Uh, there's also, you know, you have scripture flying at you. Uh, they can change, you know, your, your, your setting. Uh, if they're talking about Bethlehem, boom, you can be there, uh, immediately, uh, as they're 
they're using it, you know, as their storytelling, um, how can I say, like uh, object lesson type of thing, right? So, so uh, I guess I would I, I would consider myself amongst the 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 Mary the the many Americans uh, who are traditionally religious, um, and, and and I would even say that that I'm so wide in my views that I could even relate to to religiously unaffiliated people who who are increasingly uh, communing spiritually uh, through virtual reality. Well, one of the many evolving spaces in the metaverse that have grown in popularity uh, during this coronavirus pandemic is 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 churches. Uh, churches, uh, you know, in the metaverse are are setting up new places, uh, even for small groups where people can join in in, in living room type settings uh, and sit together without leaving the comfort of your own home. But at the same time, you're 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 basically uh, visiting with your friends uh, and versions of your friends using you know uh, their avatars and 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 what you do uh, with your groups of of people when you join uh, can range from spiritual meditations and fantasy worlds uh, to traditional Christian worship services with virtual sacraments and hyper realistic church like uh, environments uh, where uh, the devotees you know say and experience offers uh, and 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 versions of fellowship that that are just as genuine as what can be found in in a brick and mortar temple uh, or church or or you know mosque uh, of of a sort. So so this will kind of translate across all religions as well. Of course, I'm of like, I, I'm of a Christian background and and of Christian faith, but I can see uh, the metaverse being used uh, you know across all religions uh, just because the ability to reach people uh, in uh, remote locations and also the ability to immerse people in uh, in the actual scriptures is is what's really really the most important aspect to me. Uh, it's very real and and uh, the connection that you get feels a lot more real because you're so immersed in it. Uh, so it feels like you have a closer connection with God in the short time that you spend uh, in in the metaverse. You know, a lot of times as ministers and, and patch and pastors and stuff like that, uh, we tend uh, to rehash and tell the same stories over and over and over, right? A long time ago when people didn't know the stories, it w- you had a pastor that stood in the front or a leader and he would introduce people to the stories of Jesus. Uh, well, as time has progressed, um, people had to start uh, using video and and, and uh, theater to to translate to capture the attention of the audience. Uh, well, in today's day and age, if you're not using virtual reality, if you're not heading towards the metaverse, uh, you're going to lose the congregations because the congregations as a whole uh, are they they know the stories. A lot of people these days have read the, have read the Bible. You can go on the internet. You can the the, the information about the Bible is read accessible to everyone. That's what the church doesn't seem to understand at this point, is the information about Jesus is readily available to everyone. It's no longer where you have to have the church going out and proclaiming, you know, I, I most of the world, I would venture to say, has already heard Jesus's name at one point or another. What we're doing a poor job of doing right now is setting the example for other people and attracting people into Christianity 
based on what the life of a Christian looks like or the life of like any other religion, right? So like, so you tend people that are like, hey, uh, to sit with people that are mutually exclusive, uh, you know, or, or that click together, a lot of people don't like that. But here's the thing. Everybody has an interest in God. If you can reach people where they are at, which is uh, at most of the times the people that aren't going to brick and mortar churches. I don't care what you do. You can set up sign spinners. You can set up digital, uh, you know, uh, uh, signs on the outside. You can paint your building. You can make your building look absolutely fantastic. You might attract one person. But hey, tell people, I'm going to come into your house. Let me just talk to you for a little bit, and I'm going to make the experience cool. You're more apt to attract people. And if, the, and if, if what you're providing, the, the product that you're providing is packaged well and marketed well and done well, then they will tell their friends, and your marketing is done. Your marketing goes by word of mouth. So uh, uh, there was services that I've attended, uh, you know, in, in VR. Uh, there's actually a VR church, by the way, that you can go to. Um, it's, you know, of a particular uh, religious affiliation. Uh, but uh, it, builds, it builds itself as spiritually community existing uh, and, and that kind of thing. Uh, entirely in the metaverse to celebrate God's love for the world is there. Uh, byline uh, and anyways you can go there and it's a it's a virtual church they're actually doing a, a pretty good job of uh, of expressing the possibilities of of what can happen so uh, so I, I would say that um, that to new starting or 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 physical churches that are currently in existing uh, if you've discovered the VR social platforms or you've been told about this and you've been awakened to the possibilities of connecting uh, in virtual reality, in virtual reality, uh, then uh, then you need to, to actually set out a plan and you need to start to create an inclusive uh, Christian church uh, in the metaverse, uh, in an immersive virtual world uh, that will begin to gain buzz, uh, you know, for you and it will begin to 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 reach people in places where you had not previously, uh, you know, uh, uh, searched, I would say, right? A lot of times we try to get people to come to our churches uh, via via the neighborhoods. Um, you know, you try to make your, your area appealing. Uh, you try to use your members of your congregation to attract uh, your neighbors and your friends. But the reality uh, right now is that attendance for, for churches is scant. You know, uh, there's not a lot of people actually walking in to brick and mortar churches uh, and 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 pastors are finding themselves uh, preaching to, to handfuls of people uh, at a time. Uh, most of them, uh, people who are coming to the church uh, for a particular service uh, or or they're already members of the church. In essence, uh, what they're doing is 
preaching to the choir uh, instead of attracting new people uh, to include atheists and agnostics uh, who were uh, in the past more interested in, in debating uh, about faith. Uh, now it just seems that 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 uh, that you you tend to to go out there and only market towards uh, the people of faith, you know. And and in reality, what we should be trying to do is to reach people uh, who have not yet established a faith. And and a good way to reach people who have not yet established a faith is is through through the metaverse, um, through uh, social media that's that's done well and presented well, and that offers something other than just information. A lot of times, social media platforms uh, or churches are using social media platforms to express uh, what their 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 service is going to be on, what the title, uh, the latest title of the pastor's, you know, uh, most award winning, uh, you know, uh, 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 message or 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 whatever. Listen, no nobody's gonna get motivated by that. Nobody. Every once in a while, you post something and it'll say, you know, hey, uh, we're gonna talk about divorce or we're gonna talk about poverty or we're gonna talk about you know race. Or, or whatever, uh, and and you'll find that you know you might stir a little bit of a pot. But as a whole, uh, these series that the pastors are doing that are trying to attract people in via the title uh, won't actually work uh, as well as it used to in 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 the long run. Uh, in the church of of twenty thirty in the future, uh, the main focus is is going to be going to your metaverse campus. Like what's what's available? It's it's not really going to be uh, a physical thing. And and the future of the church in the metaverse is not an anti-physical thing. Uh, I, I just don't think that the physical gatherings should go away. But in the future church, I think the beginning will be like, what's your metaverse campus like? And what are like the people that go to your church like? And, and people will begin to, to be easily attracted to small group scenarios uh, because they can log in and out. They can go just like you would go to a chat room, log in and see what the, what the pulse of like a church is like. And if you're using these abilities for this, then you'll actually attract more people uh, into, uh, into, the, in, into the church, you know. Um, I, uh, in my life, actually spent some time uh, with uh, some Tibetan Buddhists in Miami, Florida, and I, I, I had the opportunity to, to follow them around uh, and, and see their alternative practices uh, as I began to study, you know, uh, Christianity uh, as a whole. I was able to also find common ground uh, between what the Buddhists were talking about and what the Christians were talking about. One of the things that the metaverse might be able to do in the future is to bridge these gaps between different religions and find that we might have more common ground with each other than we do in 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 separation. And uh, we might actually be able to do things together, uh, perhaps even build bridges uh, and attract members of other uh, current religions to Christianity uh, by offering services in the metaverse that are easily accessible, easy to watch. Uh, you can 
provide the venue if the if the pastor is a talented speaker um you know then you can provide the words outside of the brick and mortar uh venue in a better way than you can on youtube right like some of the some of the times in on youtube uh, you know churches say well we post our pastor on youtube and yeah you see a, a a video of a dude basically walking up and down on a stage as he talks to you Great. Okay. Very much like old religious TV used to be in, in 1954 and 1955 when religious TV, uh, had its first, uh, helms with Jim, uh, with, you know, uh, Billy Graham and, uh, Jimmy Swaggart and like these guys. So, okay. Yeah. We got a guy and he's filmed and they do a great job of film. Nobody wants to watch that. Listen, nobody wants to watch it. It's boring. It's boring. But, if your pastor is standing at the front of the metaverse and you're in the congregation and you're sitting in the audience and everybody's in their own avatars and everybody's floating around and he's able to say, hey, uh, you know, let's talk about the crucifixion. Boom. And you're there. There are the three crosses. There's the thieves. There's Jesus. Everybody's there. He's able to take you. You're able to watch some of it. You know, uh, you're able to watch some of the trial go on and then he can talk to you in between. This is more apt to attract people in today's day and age than that YouTube video that you're currently posting uh, off in the front. You know, uh, think about like the possibilities for children's programming. One of the things that I've been working on is, well, I can't say I, I, I've actually launched it. I just can't get anybody to pay for it yet. But uh, but uh, there's actually uh uh, Minecraft church, you know, uh, I've actually set up servers and you can have kids log in and there's like a bunch of, of technicalities, which is why I haven't pushed this, uh, with kids getting login passwords or whatever. But anyways, uh, think about maybe Minecraft church isn't like the, the fantastic way to go about it, but think about the future of children's ministry. Think about the future of youth ministry as a whole uh, in the metaverse, attracting kids, uh, you know, into the metaverse and really having them experience, you know, what what the life of, of a Christian in the past was like. Uh, you know, you can you can definitely push a much greater connection altogether uh, to Christianity if kids immersively experience it um, as a whole, you know, and uh, one of the things that, that the metaverse is doing is it's also making the world a very small place because uh, once you begin to interact in closed rooms uh, in the metaverse with friends from another country or etc., cetera, uh, the world starts to look very, very small. You're able to share the gospel. Right now, uh, we're basically uh, sharing the kids' world gospel uh, from what I do with some kids in Uganda. And we're using Facebook uh, going back and forth. But in the future, one of the things that we've been talking and I've been talking to Uganda about uh, is, is actually taking and having an opportunity for their kids and our kids to worship together where they could go to one room. And even though they're in different parts of the country, they can interact with each other and talk to each other uh, because they meet in this one place in the metaverse uh, every 
kind of week. So uh, I think the anonymity as well of virtual reality can help people feel more confident uh, about sharing deeply personal issues, um, which is which is one of the things that the metaverse will be uh, very helpful for, uh, especially when you're when you're counseling uh, and leading, you know, kids of mostly teens and early 20 somethings. Uh, you know, a lot of times uh, being in group settings doesn't work for them to share anymore. It's not like in the past where everybody felt comfortable. Now, because of social media, the way everything is kind of set up, everybody likes to be behind the keyboard and 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 getting the anonymity of of being able to talk behind your avatar sometimes opens people up more uh, than being there in in person. Uh, you know, I, I've I've heard people say uh, at times that that uh, you know, for example, they they'll say stuff like, you know, I can't even count the number of times I've I I've been considering suicide. Uh, in in VR. Uh, that's something that's easier to say than if you're facing somebody in a face and, you know, face to face. And, and sometimes it makes it easier to then reach out to that person and be like, Hey, this person has, you know, been struggling with depression or, or something of the sort. And then churches can use the information that they're gathering in the metaverse, uh, to tailor services to their parishioners, uh, also to find out what the needs currently are and to explore and put together services based on this because uh, they're more interactively connected to their parishioners uh, because they feel like there's a wall. In Kids World, one of the things that we do is when I want like the kids to be really active in in worship, uh, I shut the lights off. I just shut the lights off and I only put one light on me. Then they're all focusing on me, but, but while they're watching me, they're actively participating in doing their thing. And I can see them, but nobody else tends to look. It's like they, they look towards the light, you know, uh, and they, they, they immediately uh, lose themselves in worship. And we have beautiful worship sessions in Kids World, uh, you know, just because you provide them that anonymity. I tell everybody, just look at me. I don't always get the moves right. And once they start doing that, it opens them up, uh, you know, to, to, to each other. And, uh, you know, in the metaverse, you can also, uh, you know, right now churches uh, say a lot of like, hey, uh, you know, let's uh, you can come as you are. Right. And that kind of thing. But with in today's day and age with people identifying as so many different, you know, things uh, and being able to to express themselves in so many different ways, um, you know, you, you can in the metaverse, uh, you can kind of go to a cathedral and view. Uh, all its long halls illuminated by the light from stained glass windows. And then you, you walk in and you look at the audience and it could be a colorful assembly of avatars listening to the sermon. There could be a giant banana sitting in the first pew uh, next to a man in a shirt and tie uh, sitting next to a mushroom a fox, uh, a slew of armored knights, some beasts from the metaverse, some villains, uh, maybe some characters that you know, like Mickey Mouse and Goofy. All of this can be in the metaverse. Everybody can truly be themselves and come in and express and listen to the word of God. And at the end, you can take turns sharing uh, why you came to the virtual community. Uh, you know, 
this will provide, I think, a new breath of life to the church uh, that is currently so lost in its old, you know, ways. And I know that the church is constantly looking for the latest in technology um, as far as TVs and sound and lighting and stuff like that. But if you really get it, uh, these things are, are only items to enhance that typical YouTube video of the past. The money these days is much more well spent, uh, you know, in metaverse uh, atmospheres, 3D rendering of spaces and and uh, and and sitting, being able to to go to places right here in Michigan. A lot of times it's cold, it's wet, it's freezing outside. The roads aren't great. Uh, but if you're in a metaverse church, you could be sitting in this beautiful church uh, in the heat of your own home and in the comfort of your own couch, you know, and y- your friends can all be there. So the church needs to to start looking at this as as a way of encompassing how they tell the Bible stories in the future, because one of the things that that is going to come into play is that if the church doesn't start expressing its interest in the world of today and keeps trying to push the world of the past, well, they're going to lose a hundred percent of their audience because the truth is that the kids of today and the kids that are going to be the adults of tomorrow, um, they're going to be looking for metaverse based churches and they're going to be looking for this type of convenience number one because it's novel number two because it's a different way of receiving the gospel it's a fresh this is the key this is fresh it's different it's not like the same that provides excitement and learning and growth and opportunities for people to come in and to uh, modify and to make things better. Everything that God's kingdom currently needs now. We no longer need to spend any time whatsoever figuring out how to make our interior spaces of brick and mortar churches comfortable. The more comfortable you make the interior of those brick and mortar churches, the less people you are eventually going to get because you can never compete with the comfort of someone's home. That's right. You could never compete with the comfort of if somebody has something to do in a half an hour and they don't have time to get to church, you're not going to compete with that. So what you need to do is provide spaces where people can go in, worship together, see their friends, feel the experience, literally become immersed and feel the experience. You could do this on a weekly basis. You can get all of your tithes and offerings done. You garner towards your tithes and offerings into like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're building convenience for you. We're not trying to make it harder. In the future, we don't even want you to come here anymore except for special events and for special worship sessions. 
In the future, we want to provide you the convenience of being able to worship wherever you are, when you want to worship. That is where the world is going. Anyways, guys, um, the Bible says, you know, that Jesus is who baptized me and Jesus is who changes me. So the water or lack thereof does not have the power to change me when you become baptized in the metaverse. This is actually coming from a pastor who's doing virtual baptisms in the metaverse. And once again, it's a symbolic thing and it's being done. And you know what? People are flocking to it like crazy. People are flocking to being baptized in the metaverse. Why? Well, because it's different, because it's new, because maybe it will provide the little bit of correction and connection that the world needs right now. Maybe looking at God in a brand new way, maybe looking at God through a brand new perspective, ah, could revive the church. Maybe using the technology that God has given us, and instead of fighting against it, maximizing it, and using it to reach everyone in the world, could be God's ultimate plan. And that's what I leave you with. So anyways, guys, I wanted to talk about this because... Everybody knows that at MetaHedge, one of the things that I'm like working on is all the new products and services, but also one of the things that I want to desperately become involved in is building this metaverse for churches to go through. So if you, if you are a church and you are interested in learning more about the metaverse, if you are a church and you want to get your kids program launched and you want to do different things, then go ahead and reach me, reach out to me at CryptoKeeper2U at gmail.com. That's CryptoKeeper, the number two, the letter U at gmail.com. And uh, I'll go ahead and reach back to you. All right. Anyways, uh, guys, enjoy the rest of the day. I have another podcast coming out, which will be our regularly scheduled episode. Uh, I will be talking about the metaverse. I'll be covering Terra Luna in there. I'll be covering MetaHedge and all the cool stuff that's going on there as well. And in addition to that... We'll be covering the day's prices. What's going on with Lana, with uh, with uh, Mana? What's going on with uh, Raka? Uh, what's going on with Axie Infinity? What's going on in the worlds of Upland, Decentraland, and Sandbox? Well, if you want to know, you got to catch me at Tales from the Cryptocurrency. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great week. Bye.